You're listening to the podcast version of the Recruit of Talionis audiobook, book one in the Talionis series. I'm your narrator, writer, and host, award-winning author C.J. Malesi. Each week, we'll bring you further into the mysterious and dangerous dystopian world of Talionis and Bria's fight for survival. If you haven't been following along with us up until now, be sure to check out the previous episodes. Now, grab your favorite hot beverage and hold on tight as we dive back in. Chapter 11 Day 1 of Training The alarm echoes through the room, jarring me awake. I shoot out of bed, disoriented and confused. A bright light turns on and I squint. Nika throws her covers off her body and sits straight up in bed. A muffled sound comes from Ari as she falls to the floor. Ow! She mumbles in a sleepy voice as she holds her elbow, her blonde hair sticking out in every direction. What is going on? Nika says. And what time is it? A yawn punctuates her question. She drops her legs to the floor and stands. I rub a hand over gritty eyes. I don't know. Attention all recruits. The speaker in the hallway chirps out an annoyingly chipper female voice. This is your 0400 wake-up call. You have 15 minutes to exit your barracks and be led to the physical training arena. Any late arrivals will miss breakfast. Well, that answers that. I say, the lack of sleep will catch up with me at some point, but for now, adrenaline has pushed the fuzzy exhaustion aside. Nika murmurs something under her breath as she pulls on her uniform. Ari stands and works at gathering her hair into order. I don't want to even think about what my hair must look like. I run my hand through it and it catches on a knot. With a grimace, I pull it all back into a ponytail. I'll deal with it later. Once the three of us are ready, we enter the hallway and join the rest of the female recruits exiting the building. There's little conversation, and the fear in the eyes of the few girls who look my way speaks volumes. Let's go, recruits! A soldier hollers as we near the exit. Move, move, move! He claps his hands in time with each word, and the soldiers with him herd us toward the male recruits who are outside. The bright lights blazing from the poles around the area shatter the darkness of the early morning. A fog lays close to the earth, and a breeze sends the damp air through me. Bumps rise on my skin, and I wish it was only because of the cold morning. Four soldiers enter the building and half drag the recruits who are straggling outside. None of us say a word as we stand clumped together, and I'm not sure if it's because we're exhausted or because we all know talking will get us in trouble, even though they haven't told us that. I keep my eye on the soldier who's pacing in front of the group. Occasionally, he barks an order at one of the other soldiers, and they immediately obey. The lead soldier stops and faces us. I am Corporal Mitz. Before we go to the physical training arena, you need to know three things. First, obey every order given to you immediately. Second, when we arrive at the arena, you will go to your unit's holding area. And third... From now on, you will stand at attention until you are told, at ease. And before any of you weaklings ask how to stand at attention, ATTENTION! As soon as the word is out of his mouth, the soldiers all around us move in quick, precise movements, fisting their right hands and placing them over their hearts and bending their left arms so they are behind their backs. Feet snap together, their chests out, all of them standing tall. At ease! 
Corporal Mitz commands. The soldiers link their hands behind their backs and spread their legs shoulder-width apart. Understood? Corporal Mitz barks. Yes, sir, I say along with all the other recruits. The words leave a sour taste in my mouth. They came out too easily. Good. Let's go. Double time. Corporal Mitz turns and marches down a path. The soldiers pull shock sticks from their belts, and none of us wait around to see whether or not they will use them on us. We jog down the path after Corporal Mitz. After a few minutes, we arrive at the physical training arena. There's a platform just inside, but before I have time to take in the view of the arena, Corporal Mitz is yelling at us to get to our unit's designated areas. There are signs on the wall behind us with each unit number. Everyone shuffles around to get to their space. I elbow my way through the crowd to the Unit 6 holding area, Nika and Ari not far behind me. It's way too early for all this yelling, Nika mutters. Somehow, I think we have more to come, I say. She grunts something between a laugh and a groan. The soldiers move among all of us, situating each recruit until we are in perfect lines. I'm positioned near the front of my unit. Why aren't you at attention? Corporal Mitt screams as the last several recruits scramble to their holding areas. Everyone mimics the movements demonstrated earlier, and soon we're all at attention. I clench the hand fisted over my heart, my nails digging into my palm. I don't want to do this, but Nika's words from last night ring through my mind. Before I do anything rash, I need to better understand the enemy I'm up against. Last night, I inhale sharply. <gasps> Storm! As subtly as possible, I try to look among the recruits for the little girl, but I'm limited in movement by the need to be at attention. I turn my head a bit. Eyes forward! Corporal Mitch shouts, snapping my focus to him. He's staring right at me. I force my face to remain neutral, even as desperation claws at me to frantically search for the little girl. Right now isn't the time. If she's here, I'll find her later. But they wouldn't put a kid through training with us, would they? I stare out at the arena, attempting to distract myself with the view. The space is divided into two sections with a track running along the outer perimeter. One section holds equipment, weights, pull-up bars, ropes, sacks, and additional training gear that is more advanced than anything I've seen before. The other has several raised and padded squares with steps leading up to them. Along one wall, from floor to ceiling, there are varying sizes of rock-like bumps protruding from the wall. This place is even more immense than it seemed from the air. The gates at the back of the room leading to the outdoor portion are closed, cutting off the area from view. The door opens and Sergeant Valerius and Laban enter. Corporal Mitz steps back and snaps to attention, and Sergeant Valerius takes his place in front of us. At ease, he says. Unlike the soldiers, we don't drop into the at-ease position with simultaneous fluidity. There's an awkward moment as everyone finds the position, and Sergeant Valerius crosses his arms over his chest. That was ugly. You are recruits, and you will move with precision and as a unit. Understood? Yes, sir, we shout. I didn't hear you, Laban strides up to Sergeant Valerius. Your commanding officer just asked if you understood. Say it louder. Yes, sir, we scream the words, and my throat feels scraped raw. Let's try this again, Sergeant Valerius says. Attention! 
I snapped to attention along with every recruit and soldier around me. Better. At ease, Sergeant Valerius gives the order, and this time we drop to the at ease position together. He nods once. This morning you will receive basic instruction in physical conditioning. These soldiers and I will be your primary instructors in this area. They will indicate with a nod of their head who they are when I say their name. Corporal Mitz, Corporal Cromer, Specialist Ceylano, Specialist Quincy. He lists them from left to right, each nodding at their name. And you already know Sergeant Meritas. I clench my jaw and manage not to look at Laban. The rest of the soldiers will assist us in training you. Units 1, 2, and 3, you will go outside with Corporal Mitz and Specialist Cromer and Ceylano and begin your training there. You may leave. They turn away from us and head down the opposite stairwell. Though I watch intently, there's no sign of storm, not in any of those units. Units 4, 5, and 6, you will remain inside with Sergeant Meritas, Specialist Quincy, and myself. My stomach clenches. I can't be in Laban's group. Meritas will lead Unit 4, Quincy, Unit 5, and Unit 6 will be with me. The barest hint of relief whispers through me as I watch Laban approach his unit and march them past us as they head toward the stairs. Being in Sergeant Valerius's unit doesn't thrill me, but at least he's not as predisposed to hate me as Laban is. Quincy takes his group down after Laban's, and then Sergeant Valerius leads us downstairs. I breathe a little easier after I crane my head around to look behind me for Storm. She's not here. A young guy, dressed differently from the rest of us, is on one of the raised mats fighting against a soldier. Sweat gleams from his deeply tanned face, and brown hair lies haphazardly against his forehead. His movements are fluid, graceful almost, as he dodges the soldier's attacks and blocks punches and kicks. A smile dances across his face as though he's toying with the man. And then, with movements so fast they're almost a blur, he attacks the soldier, landing him on his back. Impressive. The young man looks up and his gaze connects with mine. He smiles and then winks at me. My face burns and I turn away. I can see why you've been looking all around to catch a glimpse of him. That boy is fine, Nika says out of the corner of her mouth. Sergeant Valerius comes to a halt, saving me from having to find a response to Nika. Your assessment begins now, he says. Stretch out, you're about to run. Running is never something I feel like doing. Occasionally, I run through Delamere Wood or along the shoreline, but that's usually only because I know if I don't get home quickly, I'll be in trouble. But if there's an alternative to running, I take it. Today, I don't have much choice. I bend over and stretch my stiff limbs. I groan when I press on a bruise on my shin, but otherwise it feels good. We stretch for several minutes. Line up on the track, Sergeant Valerius commands. Everyone obeys. This track is half a mile long. I want three laps as fast as possible. Go! We take off. Halfway through the first lap, my body is screaming at me, each bruise throbbing to its own excruciating beat. Shay races past me, face set in determination. She's always been a runner. One more thing that makes us different. But she's here, and she's familiar. That's something. Maybe we can be friends. I push through my pain and find a rhythm, thankful for the regular swims in the bay. I stay in the middle of the group and maintain my pace for the rest of the run. When I finish, my breath comes in short bursts and sweat drips off my face, 
down my back. My tongue is dry and my mouth feels coated with dust. I collapse to the ground with the others who have finished. Those of you who were first to finish the run and received a green band, see Private Mendez. You've earned yourself a water break. Shay stands along with several others, and the rest of us watch with longing as they are handed cups of water. A girl who doesn't have a green band stands and takes a step toward the water station. Sergeant Valerius leaps into her path. Do you have a green band, recruit? The girl takes a step back. No, sir, but I need a drink. Then make sure you run faster next time, Sergeant Valerius says in an even tone. His gaze scans the rest of us. That goes for the rest of you as well. You want to be rewarded? Then work harder. I swallow and pull my attention away from the water, almost wishing I could go back in time and push myself to run faster. Too late now. The last group of recruits is staggering more than running as they make their way down the track. Ari is at the front of the group, and even from a distance, I can see her gasping for breath. Her arms fly out from her sides like broken windmills, and under any other circumstance, the sight would make me laugh. But right now, I'm more concerned about one of the soldiers hurting her and the other stragglers. Move faster, Sergeant Valerius shouts. Go, go, go. He makes a quick gesture, and two of the soldiers run toward the group. I get to my feet, ready to chase after them before they can hurt any of the recruits. Nika comes up beside me, and we both take a step forward. The soldiers don't remove their shock sticks. Instead, they get in the faces of the runners, yelling at them to run faster, pick up their pace, stop holding everyone up. A breath releases from my lungs. They're not going to hurt them. Not yet, anyway. Ari leans forward, arms drooping more at her sides. Come on, girl, you can do it, Nika says under her breath. A soldier sprints toward Ari. Stand up straight, recruit, move faster. Yes, <gasps> ma'am, Ari gasps out the words, pulling herself up straighter. You keep falling behind like this and we'll send you to the ruins. Another soldier barks out a laugh. Entire squads of soldiers have disappeared in there, never to be seen again. The lot of you can't even run a couple miles. The ruins will devour you before you've been in there five minutes. One recruit looks to be on the verge of tears, and a soldier crowds close to her. If you're afraid, and you should be afraid, then run faster, he screams in her face. Stop staring, Sergeant Valeria says. Their delay will not hinder the rest of your training. Time for strengthening. Let's go! I hesitate, taking one more look at Ari. She's closer now, almost in. Now, recruit! Sergeant Valerius is right next to me, yelling in my ear. My heart jumps. Yes, sir! He presses his hand on my back and thrusts me forward. Don't stand out. Don't stand out. I chant to myself, hurrying to join the others from my unit. When I move toward the line facing Sergeant Valerius, he puts his hand on my shoulder, stopping me. You'll demonstrate this next task, he says. I don't dare argue. Everyone, pair up! Sergeant Valerius issues the command, and the three soldiers assisting him ensure everyone does as instructed. Ari stumbles over before they pair everyone up, clutching her side, panting. That was exhausting! She runs a sleeve over her face and then flops to the ground. Sergeant Valerius is next to her in three quick strides. You do not stop or rest until I tell you to recruit. 
Sorry, sir. Ari blows out a breath and then gets to her feet. I just haven't done anything like that ever in my whole life. I bite my lip, wishing the action could stop the words spilling out of Ari's mouth. The look on Sergeant Andor Valerius's face is anything but amused, and Ari is clueless. Your work is not done, Sergeant Valerius says, his voice low. Drop and give me twenty. Ari's face falls, and I'm almost afraid she's going to cry at the prospect of twenty push-ups. Maybe she just needs a break. The words rush out of my mouth. Sergeant Valerius pivots toward me, eyes narrow. Sir, I add on, ugh, what did I just get myself into? His jaw clenches. You think she needs a break, recruit Averton? Fine, then you drop and give me 20. I lower myself to the ground. It could be worse. He's not beating me. I get into position and get through 10 push-ups, but my arms are burning. Sir, what's that? A soldier asks. Eleven. I lower my body and somehow push myself up again. Twelve. What? Sergeant Valerius snaps. On her neck, sir, the soldier says. My arms shake, but no longer from the exertion. They can't be talking about me. It couldn't have slipped out. I fall to the ground, unable to summon the strength to finish the set. On your feet, recruit, Sergeant Valerius commands. I get to my feet, Horror mingling with the sweat dripping down my body. My necklace, Esri's necklace, is exposed. I hope you're looking forward to continuing the story next week and finding out what happens with Bria and her friends. If you just can't wait, you can purchase the full audiobook wherever audiobooks are sold starting October 6, 2023. If you're on the hunt for other great books, discover more epic, clean, young adult reads on the Read Clean YA with CJ podcast. Recruit of Talionis was written and narrated by CJ Malacy, and I can't wait to continue this journey with you next week.